Let's go talk about Tiger Woods. It was pretty cool to see him on the practice range, walking into the look like scores tent, checking in, saying he's going to try and play a tournament a month. Bill Hobson, one of our LPGA and PGA Tour insiders from Michigan Golf Live, the radio version heard Saturdays during the golf season, TV version on Valley Sports Detroit year-round. He joins us. How you doing, Billy? I am doing pretty well. It's always nice to talk golf at a time when there's a couple inches of snow on the ground. Yeah, 21 degrees, a blowing wind, a couple inches of snow on the ground, and I can't wait to get Bill on the phone and talk golf. <laughs> well, it's better than asking me to meet you on the first tee at 2 p.m. Mm, yeah, but it is cool. I I rewatched just a clip of him from the PGA Twitter feed on just hitting the ball. Still looks good. Still has that limp, I think, that will be with him forever. But to hear him him say, beyond this hero challenge down in the Bahamas this weekend, but that he's going to try and play a tournament a month, that is great news. I hope it happens that way. Uh, that would be good for everybody involved. And I guarantee you that there are some executives at CBS and NBC and Golf Channel who really hope that that can happen uh, because they've got, you know, they're faced with this issue of whether or not they can find a way to draw people to, to watch the, uh, the tournaments. And if Tiger does one a month, that could lend itself to a major per month, but it could also perhaps include something like the player championship. It, uh, it could be, maybe there's some sort of a, non-major where he has a sponsor relationship that might uh, might make him a part of it. But we are getting ahead of ourselves a little bit because what we, what we have always kind of known is that he can, with some caution, still make a golf swing. The challenge is walking uh, for a week at a time. And, yes, there are some flat, friendly surfaces. Uh, Augusta is not one of them. Uh, but there are some out there, uh, and that's what remains to be seen. We saw him caddying for Charlie in a tournament a few weeks ago, and that's great, but certainly that's not going to be a, a tour-length um, kind of a walk for him. So it all remains to be seen what's left in that right leg and how the rest of his body reacts to it. But it is exciting to at least you know see him out there again in any shape or form. Um, Billy, we, we, I, don't know, I don't know how much you would have wagered uh, on whether Tiger was going to ever be seen again you know, with a club in his hands in a competitive setting, but I don't think the I don't think the majority of people thought it would ever happen. Granted, this is an exhibition week, but it's it's against a pretty good competition. So let's hope he does well, and more than anything, let's hope he is able to make his way around. Also, Tiger's showing his leadership, and he's done this during the Live Tour when it began, and even. As late as yesterday, talking to the media, he's on that PGA player board. Uh, those negotiations really slowed down from all that talk uh, last summer. Uh, your thoughts on what the future of the PGA Tour is connected to this live situation? Um, when Tiger speaks, people listen. And in his press conference, and he said that what the commissioner did cannot and will not happen again. He was referring to the dishonesty with which Jay Monahan treated the players who are his bosses. Um, that was a mess. And it's not over with entirely yet. I, I haven't come away fully convinced that by the time we get past Christmas that Jay Monahan will still be the commissioner. Now, maybe he will be. 
but it will be with a great deal of attention paid to him by the players who, uh, I think it's fair to say, got a little lazy, got a little fat and happy, and stopped paying attention to what the commissioner was doing when they weren't in the room. Uh, and in the end, he ended up making promises to you know, the potential live world that he can't cash, that these players are not buying into. And to their credit, they've now taken a stand. That's why those discussions have slowed down and largely gone away, Billy, uh, is because Monaghan went out there blowing smoke and creating a deal that none of them, not none of them, but not enough of them would support. And that's all going to kind of blow up. I think we're quite a ways away from seeing a merger of some sort take place. Um, and we're also a ways away from being done hearing about potential player defections to live. So, as I say on one hand, I think that the merger is not nearly done. I also think we might see some names, um, we might see some guys that we didn't think would ever go to live, go to live because the dollars being offered are gigantic and maybe they can't resist anymore. Yeah, what was interesting is that did I see Rom reportedly, and again, what's real, uh, what's fiction when it comes to Twitter and reports that, was it over $300 million to join the Live Tour? It was 600 was the reported offer. It was wow. 500 to Max Homa. Um, you know, let's, let's not forget that even though for people living in the real world, there's some concerns about the health of the financial status of, you know, of the economy. That's not the case in Saudi Arabia. <laughs> They're doing just fine. So if they want to throw around monopoly money and try to go and lure some of these guys in, uh, the size of the check is not really their challenge. Liv has never been about the turning of a profit. That's not the point of Liv. Uh, that's not their concern. All they have to do is frank the spigots around on the oil wells and they'll They'll make up for whatever they decide to pay out. Uh, the question is whether or not those players um, have decided that the price tag for their um, for their morality, I guess I would say, is has finally been reached. Um, so I don't know. Uh, maybe Rom says, "Hey guys, thanks for the offer, but I'm not going anywhere." Maybe Max says the same thing. You know, after you play on a Ryder Cup team like Max did and like Rom has several times. Um, I would think it would be really hard to go and run to live knowing that you won't be playing in any more Ryder Cups. However, Henrik Stenson was supposed to be the Ryder Cup captain, and he took the money and ran. So um, these days, everybody seems to have a price tag, and uh, so I won't be surprised if there's another major announcement at some point, but I will be surprised if we see this proposed merger take place anywhere before time. I would say though, man, and I saw maybe I, I thought I saw 300 million. If it's 600 million and you're John Rahm and that is a firm offer, how on earth do you turn that down? Well, you know, I, that's a fair question. But it's it's also, um, I don't know, Bill, it gets into one of those philosophical discussions of how much is enough. You know, Rom's, Rom's making a range of 80 to 100 million a year. So 
uh, you know, none of that money is realistic to, to me because I can't relate to any of those dollars. I, I've, um, <laughs> I've, I've been blessed over the years to have all of my needs met, and I have never sat around going, I wish I just had $100 million more. So I, I don't know. I can't relate to it, but I can understand why it would be a very difficult decision to make. Um, but for a guy like Ron, who has at least for the most part appeared to be focused on legacy, then that decision becomes more difficult. Because no matter what you say about the future potential of live golfers, right now they don't have any entry into world ranking points. They don't have any guaranteed entry into majors unless they have qualified some other way. Um, and so you're taking a big risk that you're, you're rarely going to be heard from again. I mean, just, uh, you know, look at some of the guys who I live, who you were surprised went. But when's the last time you, you saw Lee Westwood do anything or Sergio Garcia? Um, we'll see Dustin and we'll see Kepka and we'll see DeChambeau at the majors, but that's it. It's the only time you're going to see them unless you feel like diving deep on YouTube and going to find a, or on the CW to go and find a live event. So from a career legacy standpoint, it's still not a good move. From a family financial legacy standpoint, it's a hard argument to make. Yeah, Bill, I'll just say this, and I go back to that Netflix series with the PGA on Dustin Johnson when he said it's lifetime security. Uh, I, I get the tradition. I understand all that. But if you're John Rahm, you are European. I know is Arizona State and you know lives uh, here in the states. But six hundred million is six hundred million, and that's the type of money they have in that Saudi public trust fund. Uh, and maybe they're doing that also by trying to expedite the PGA to finalize whatever agreement Live and the PGA Tour had. That could also be part of this. Could be, um, but remember that, that that whole thing, even though Monaghan acted as if he had the imperial power to flip the switch, that whole thing doesn't happen unless the players ratify it. And at least from what I'm reading right now, they're not going to ratify the terms as they've been proposed. Um, I haven't seen a definition of what it is they want changed but there, remember, there are a good number of players who turned down the initial invitation from Liv based on the blood money argument, the source of the money argument. And if this, and they keep telling me merger is the wrong word, but I can't find a better one. If this merger takes place, that issue is still on the table. It, it's, it's still the same money coming from the same people that you had a problem with. And I think that's the the big sticking point. Um, there's one school of thought out there that says that there's a like a venture capital group that's in America that might buy into you know 80 percent of it, and the others dollars would come from the PIF, the PIF fund. It's very confusing. It's it's actually kind of mind numbing to sit there and try to figure it all out. Here's what I know, Billy. The more this conversation takes place, the less. The average golfer, like you, like me, like everybody listening who loves the game, the less we care about professional golf on the PGA Tour. We'll turn our attention to the LPGA. 
We'll pay more attention to the PGA Tour champions. We'll watch the majors. I'm not pretending that we wouldn't watch the Masters or something like that. But week to week, this stuff becomes very disheartening. Um, it, it takes away from what I think was the, 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 the main lure of the competition each week, which was you don't make the cut, you don't get paid. You've got pressure on Friday, then you've got pressure on the weekends, and um, these elevated events and all this other stuff that turns everything into a grab for cash. It's about as attractive as it is when it happens in the NBA or when it happens in baseball. Um, it just turns you off. So these are numbers you can't really relate to. And the guys have become so insular and hard to get to know that I'll just become distant figures that are competing in this weird world that none of us have ever entered and never will. And um, I don't know, but for me, it just kind of starts to lose a little bit of its luster. Well, the big thing that the PGA Tour really, since its inception, fought in terms of marketing and image was that it was an elitist group, okay? And, they, and they've gotten through that, and we've had the... You know, John Daly types and Tiger, you know, covered the whole spectrum. And I, I just believe that, it, like, in fairness of what you want to earn, where you want to work, what you want to do, if another entity is offering John Rahm $600 million and he takes it, I don't blame him one bit. I don't. Yeah, I, I don't hear you. And I, I, I totally understand that side of the argument. And I have no... Um, no extra grind on behalf of the PGA Tour. I, I, I don't have. I don't care if it survives or not. It's not that big of a deal in my world. I, I love the game at the amateur level. I would just say this. Um, I would love to think that there is still a place in this world of putting what you value among a, above a dollar figure. And I've had people say to me, "Well, that's because you've never been offered six hundred million dollars." True. And I would also like to think, I'd like to think, this is just my conjecture, that if, it, if, the, if the offer to me came from a source that I found detestable, reprehensible, and evil, that I would say no, no matter what the amount was. That's personal choice. And I, I see your point, Bill, and I, I don't agree with everything going on in the world, but uh, the game of golf... Uh, there are people who are prospering uh, who use these golfers, and it's a two-way street. I, I was curious before I let you go. I got about 90 seconds. Rory McIlroy was on that player's board with Tiger and others. He was replaced by Jordan Spieth. The way he left abruptly, there must have been something he just didn't like about where this merger-slash-agreement was going. I agree. And my... Um my understanding is that it could be connected to Rory's desire to see Monaghan no longer be the commissioner and not finding the support for that, uh, that wish. Now, I don't know if that's the case. I've talked to some longtime golf writers and reporters who are on tour every week, certainly more than I am. Uh, and that's just one of the theories out there, but it was sudden, it was kind of surprising. Um, but after all Rory went through last year and it did end up impacting his play, um, he was the, he was the voice the, at the forefront of defending the PGA Tour, and then basically got stabbed in the back like a scene out of Sopranos by Monaghan. I don't think Rory wanted to spend any more time in a room with Jay Monaghan. I agree, and there's some politicking going on. I've always wondered this too, and I know they're going to try that 
stadium thing. We'll talk about that in a further uh, or further down the road in a conversation. But I, I do got to get to a network break. I, I have my thoughts that Tiger and Rory could take over golf and have their own tour and basically become the American version of uh, Live. But we'll get to that uh, next week or something. Bill, I got to go. Thank you so much. Hey, we talk golf in the winter. That's always fun. Yeah, I Thanks, love it. One, wonderful conversation. Bill Hobson, Michigan Golf Live. Look for the TV version on Valley Sports Detroit.